Hey everyone, it's Meghna. And it's Preeti. And welcome to our third episode of Loki Lost. And today it's going to be a really special episode because we have two guests and they're both our sisters. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so before we start, we're going to let them introduce themselves and then we'll get into it. Alright, hi everyone. I'm Anusha. I'm Preeti's older sister. I'm currently a software engineer at DocuSign. I've been in the industry for about seven years now. Yeah, a uh, fun fact about me, um, I enjoy indoor spin cycling, mainly soul cycle. And, yeah. <laughs> right, um, and hi everyone, my name is Rishika. I am Megina's younger sister. I'm currently in college. I will be a junior at the University of Michigan in a few months. And I am a business major. My goal is to pursue a career in marketing, but in my free time, I'm a content creator. So. I make TikToks for fun, and I get paid for it. <laughs> awesome. Um, so today's episode is going to be all about timelines and just kind of the pressures of being in our 20s. Um, there's a lot to chat about. There's people pursuing different things. And today we wanted to give you a perspective from someone who's just entered their 20s all the way through later in our 20s and see how those perspectives change as you grow up. Yeah, and like recently, also through our discussions, we've been feeling like as we're getting older also, we're kind of slowly running out of time and we're not sure whether we're feeling behind or not. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be good to just get like a broad discussion of like how we each are feeling. Yeah. So yeah, let's dive right into it, into our first question, um, which is what kind of like milestone or like timeline pressures are we all facing right now? So. Mm -hmm. Shika, do you want to get started? Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm, I just turned 20. I'm really new to this 20s thing. Um, and I've, I'm still getting my footing. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of advice from people because this is such a defining decade for me. But right now, I feel like I have two timelines kind of like going hand in hand just because I'm in college and it's like a very big part of my life. It's basically my whole life right now. Um, so one timeline is my career. Um, I'm a business major, so it's definitely really, it's a new pathway because Megan I didn't really pursue business, so I don't really, I can't really go to her for advice on this. So I am really figuring things out on my own. And there's also pressures from like my school and my peers who are all doing completely different things in business, like finance and all this. So I feel really pressured to, you know, figure out my internship so I don't have to worry about it during the school year and I have, have a really fun summer because internships are going to be the most fun I will have every summer until I get a job. But on the other side, there's the social timeline that I feel really pressured to have because, I mean, it's college. This is, mm -hmm. I mean, everyone says it's supposed to be the most, like, four most fun years of your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm already two in and I have two more to go and I want to make sure I maximize that time. And does that mean, you know, getting tickets to concerts with my friends um, planning spring break trips months in advance, figuring out like if I want to do a study abroad. Mm -hmm. And I have all these things to worry about because once I graduate, I won't have those opportunities again. Mm -hmm. So I have mm -hmm. to cultivate really good experiences and friendships while also making sure I don't like screw up my long-term plans. Yeah. And I feel like having to focus on both of those. I have the opposite of tunnel vision. I have like everything vision. I have to focus <laughs> on everything. Yeah. Um, and ironically, these two intersect so much because I have to like sometimes debate, do I go to this party or do I study for an exam that I have in a few weeks? And unfortunately, it's always the latter. I have to study for an exam. Unfortunately. <laughs> but um, I feel like those are my two timelines. Like, do I have, I have to maintain my social life but also maintain my career path right yeah. now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so dreaded triangle, right? You yeah, have your school yeah. life, your you know your social life, and then your personal life. Like, yes, you gotta 
balance all of it. But yeah. I feel like I understand. Actually, that's interesting that you spoke about the social aspect of it because that's something that I didn't think about when I was back in school more mm. so. But more like I always had a timeline in mind. Like okay, when I was in college, I would you know have to get an internship, which would lead to a job, mm. and you know, and then do I want to get a master's, you know, or some other advanced degree after that? And so that was kind of the things that I was thinking about when I was in college and I kind of wish now looking back that I had thought about the social aspect as well because yeah, yeah. go to those parties go to those mm-hmm. spring breaks yeah. like those mm-hmm. are good times with your like college friends so yeah I think it's weird that you mentioned that like you have the most amount of like freedom or pressure to have those activities like you can definitely do all of those after too is there a reason that there's more pressure while you're like about to graduate I mean, I feel like once you graduate, work really just encapsulates most of your life, mm. and all the friends and, uh, like, I guess, relationships you do make will be mainly because of where you work. I mean, look at you both. You guys are really great friends because of college, and you got even closer now that you work together, mm-hmm. and you guys live really close by, but a lot of my friends are in completely different fields than me. I, I have very mm. few close friends within mm. my major, and I know we're all going to end up in really different places, so yeah. I have to foster those connections because... I don't want right. to leave college not having anyone I can like reach out to and once I get to like my older life and I'm like working a full-time job and I'm living independently it's gonna be like the pressure to make friends will be a lot more awkward especially in a new city just because I feel like a lot of people do come together out with their friends or people they know from college and as of right now I'm probably not gonna be following the same city as stuff as my friends mm-hmm. and I think your workplace environment will really, really dictate the relationships you make post-grad. Okay, yeah. I think that's fair because yeah. that was something that I did. I was one of the few people who moved away from San Diego from mm-hmm. where I was in college right. and like a lot of my friends just stayed in the area or they stayed in California versus I came all the way to Washington. And right. it, like, But I did cultivate those networks and those friendships mm-hmm. with my like work friends or people I knew like yeah. friend of friends mm-hmm. or stuff like that and you know so I think that is fair <laughs> yeah. the fair yeah. yeah I think like friendships in like adulthood looks just very different to what it is in college because in college you're all around like the same age group versus in mm-hmm. like adulthood you have like friends of different phases of life yeah. and like yeah. either through work or like through other communities like mm-hmm. it just looks very different so you have like that diversity aspect to it now yeah, yeah definitely I know you spoke about like your career timeline as well but um what kind of like social timelines do you think you have now i think or even on the career side i feel like i have one aspect of it is you know do i want to stay in my current job do i want to stay in my Mm. current position um you know those are some things that you know i I keep contemplating i think Mm. on the social side you know at my age there are a lot of people who are you know getting married, getting engaged, um, you know, buying a house, getting yeah. a pet, having kids, and it's yeah. different from where I am, where, you know, I'm either focusing on my career or, you know, mm. should I venture out and, yeah. you know, into that side, in the social side of things, you know, mm. so I think there's just two aspects, so, yeah. Yeah, along the same lines, I think, because we both grew up very similarly, we have the same timeline pressures whether that's like career wise or social wise um and i think it also like it comes down to who influences your timeline as well like obviously we have the same parents and so Mm -hmm. obviously they have um they are like influencing like um what kind of timeline decisions we want to make and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um 
that is a driving force in terms of like doing whether I want to like pursue like higher education whether I want to like move to a different city um all these different things yeah yeah and I think society also plays a big part of cultures like you mentioned you were, you were saying that all of some of your friends are getting married and having mm-hmm. kids and getting engaged and I mean all those timelines are because society kind of tells women to do all of them all of these milestones of specific age mm-hmm. um even though you don't have to but yeah. there's also pressures from society to be um always asking you what's next and you have a pressure to like constantly do more even if you're not ready for yeah. a mm-hmm. specific timeline mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think in college time kind of pauses a little bit or moves a little bit slower like you don't have all these societal mm-hmm. pressures and there's not much expected of you in college besides figuring out what to do after college mm-hmm. so it's just having fun and then figuring out what's next mm-hmm. as, as, mm-hmm. as in terms of your career but yeah. I think when it comes to settling down buying a house thinking about yeah. relationships and kids that's not something I have felt pressured with so far in my college experience and I think a lot of my peers would share the same sentiment that mm-hmm. no one's actively asking us to like find a long-term relationship yeah. or mm-hmm. figure out like where we want to end up like what city we want to go to because that will all literally like change within like a blink of an eye depending mm-hmm. on what career or what job we decide to go with Definitely. so that's yeah. more open-ended for us just because mm-hmm. that first step is what's really important and everything else will just fall into place for us to move around as we continue to grow mm-hmm. in that direction for our career yeah mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting because like like, when does that shift happen of, like, when you start to feel those pressures? Because, like, you still have two year- more years of college. We're, like, two years out of college. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it seems like such a short window where, like, suddenly we're, like, oh, my God, we have to think about X, Y, Z. And, like, mm-hmm. just feeling so overwhelmed by all these things. So, yeah. yeah. I def- oh, no, I was going to say, I, like, I've definitely felt the pressure of, like, scared to get older. Like, I... Um, I like being like the youngest in my friend group, being like 23, <laughs> but I there is some kind of weird feeling of like getting to 25 or getting to 27, getting to 30, and it, it's it's weird. I don't know why that happens. Like, why yeah. are people scared to get old? Even mm-hmm. classifying yourself, like, I just turned 24, and now I'm suddenly in like the mid 20s bracket, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, okay, what? that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a mental thing that we put on ourselves. Like, I felt it. 24, 25, 26, 27, like, you know, every time a year goes by and, you know, almost entering 30s and you're like, wait, it's it's the same thing as your timelines, right? You're thinking, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z by this, this age. And I think once we take that out, and I think it's not just a societal pressure. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, that is there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the other part of it is also the social media pressure, right? Mm -hmm. Or as you said, like, what's new in your life, right? Mm-hmm. When every time you meet someone after a while, very long time, they say, so what's new? It's like, wait, was my old life boring or is my current <laughs> life boring? Like, why does something have to be new? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. rather than like, oh, you know, find that one thing that you had maybe talked about the last time and, mm-hmm. you know, ask mm-hmm. on, like, how is this or how is that? You know, rather yeah. than seeking that something has to be new with you, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess... When that shift happened, I guess is, you know, I think people start seeing you differently once you graduate college because, as you said, right, when you're in college, you're focused on that end goal of like yeah. a new job and things like that. But once you finish that, it's like, okay, you have this vast world. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you go mm-hmm. after? Do you, yeah. like, um, I know when I had completed five years of my previous job, people mm-hmm. were asking, you're still there? 
Like, yeah. like is something you... wrong with that? Like, and yeah. so that started making yeah. me think, like, is there something wrong with that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other part of it is like the social media aspect that mm. I spoke about, right? Like, you see on LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook, you see people doing all these different things. You start mm-hmm. thinking, wait, they're the same age as me, or mm-hmm. they're yeah. younger than me. Yeah. Why am I not doing that? Am I a failure? Mm-hmm. Like, wait, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that took me a very long time to realize that, you know, mm-hmm. everyone is on their different path mm-hmm. and it, you know, you just have to go through the motions of life till you get where you are. And I think that was the same thing, like, as I said, right, once I hit my five years, I was like, should I be switching jobs? But mm-hmm. I think if I had switched job back then or into a different company, it wouldn't have been the same as, like, what I have done now where mm-hmm. I am. And I enjoy where I am right now, so it's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You guys all talked about how every single year you felt as if there was a new pressure being added. When I've, I feel like nothing has changed since I started college. I think the same pressure has just been on me since mm-hmm. the moment I stepped foot. Because mm-hmm. you have four years to figure out where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I think people always ask me nowadays, like, is it new? Like, is it like, is it interesting being twenty? First of all, I've only been twenty for like a month. So like, <laughs> literally a month. Like filming this, it's been one month. Exactly. But I don't feel any different than what than like when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything has changed or like anything being asked of me has changed. Mm-hmm. It's still the same questions. It's still where do you want to go after college? What do you want to do after college? Where yeah. do you want to live after college? Those questions have remained the same since yeah. I've stepped foot. And mm-hmm. I think because there's not like a year by year increase in pressure, I feel like mm-hmm. there's less of like, you know, a timeline mm-hmm. just because things have slowed down a bit. I, I really don't think anything has changed. Yeah. yeah, in the last yeah. few years. Yeah. I think that's, like, one aspect of your 20s where, like, each year has, like, some, like, weight or, like, gravity yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And especially everyone's, like, your 20s, like, you can, you should make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, every decision you make has, like, a lot of weight to it. And so with every passing yeah. year, you're, like, oh, my God, I'm not where I want to be. <laughs> yeah. And you feel more pressured. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And in college, it's, like, it's okay if you don't have this figured out yet because you still have some more time in college mm-hmm. to do it but the moment you hit 21 most people are 21 they graduate yeah. it's like 21 is that year where like oh, okay i'm a new grad i have to, i have a job now or mm-hmm. i need to be finding a job now yeah. and you have to like start really thinking and then that's when the pressure start adding on mm-hmm. but until you hit 21 mm-hmm. i don't i feel like it's all it, it stays pretty consistent and then mm-hmm. it just spikes up yeah mm-hmm. but well, we can talk about the pressures of like comparing yourself against social media or your friends mm-hmm. like um one of the timeline pressures that I personally have seen is just a, a lot more people or my acquaintances that I know have been traveling internationally mm-hmm. and you kind of look at all their extravagant trips and you're like when am I supposed to be like going on really bougie trips right now <laughs> like that's what other people are doing mm-hmm. so it doesn't always have to be about like really big milestone but also smaller lifestyle changes and you're mm-hmm. like oh can I add on to my lifestyle like should that is that what I should be doing yeah. and it makes you feel pressured or stressed or even sad when other people are doing stuff that you're not. The FOMO culture (laughs) is very much there. And I think that's a very, like, big part of social media, I feel like. And I think that's something I feel like even I'm guilty of it. It's like we always post our successes, but Mm -hmm. never Mm -hmm. something that Mm -hmm. led up to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, um, Like, we always say, okay, I got a new job, I just graduated from this, but how many yeah. interviews or how many positions did you apply for that, you know, you didn't get in that mm-hmm. led up to that? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, even as you said, your trips, right? How long did it take you to get from here mm-hmm. to there, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
so certain things like that. Yes. And for me, it's like, oh my God, all these people are, like, this person has all these friends. Should I be having all, like, this amount of mm-hmm. friends in college? Like, am I falling behind from a social aspect? Because mm-hmm. I can't afford to go on those bougie trips right now. <laughs> but what I can do is afford to go be more social and make those connections with other people my age. So I mm-hmm. have, like, friends from college that I can touch back and be like, hey, I remember that person. I hung out with this person. We were good mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, so we've kind of touched on, like, how some of our influences for Timeline comes from, like, parents, friends, society. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's also some, like, cultural aspects of it. Um, obviously, we both we all share, like, the American side versus, like, the South Asian culture. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we can open up and see, like, how those play a role with our timelines. Yeah, I think... Um, I think you had kind of touched on this earlier where people keep asking you when you're in college, like, what are you doing next, or, you Mm -hmm. know, things like Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just a South Asian, like, or an Indian type of thing where Mm -hmm. people keep, they just have this general thing where they want to know, like, what's (laughs) next in your life. And I was like, and I always felt like that was something that always was in my head up until very recently where Mm. people would keep asking me, it's like, oh, you know, you finish college, you got a job, you're settled essentially. So, right. okay, get more settled by, you know, finding someone, get married, mm-hmm. and then you have to have your first kid by 28, you have to have your second kid by 32. Yeah. Wait, who told me I wanted to have, first of all, one or one two kids, kid. right? Like, mm-hmm. um, doesn't my, like, what I want get factored into that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's how society kind of plays into it, uh, mm-hmm. I think for me, for my yeah. like I, I feel it too um for me like my parents were very keen on having me stay home after college and work at a job close to home and mm-hmm. in the high school that I grew up like everyone was excited to move out right after mm-hmm. you're 18 and so those were two clashing timelines of like the American culture is like once you're done with school you move out on your own you experience life on your own mm-hmm. whereas for South Asians you kind of stay home with your parents mm-hmm. until like the next bigger step of starting your own family um so that was like a weird clash because my parents had to get used to the fact that I'm, I'm living a whole two states apart from them yeah. yeah yeah I think that's like the big distinction also between like American versus Indian mm-hmm. cultures like American is very like focused on the individual itself mm-hmm. versus like Indian South Asian is more about the community and like joint family and like collective yes. exactly yeah <laughs> it's community exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think it's really interesting too because Megana did all of it for me. Like I didn't mm-hmm. have to fight to convince my parents to let me go to school. In fact, I go to, I go to school in Michigan, which is even farther away than where Megana went to school in Washington. And my parents didn't even blink when I told them mm-hmm. that I wanted to go to school in the East Coast. And now that I'm telling them that I'm thinking about settling in the East Coast, partially that's because where my career is going to lead me because mm-hmm. I don't want to work in tech. Mm-hmm. It's like they're so much more open to it because Megan already did it and Megan proved to them that she can do it and that she'll be fine. Yeah. And because Megan did it, Rashika can do it as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, I, I got really lucky with that because now I don't have to like constantly prove to my parents that I'm independent. Mm-hmm. In fact, my parents, are, I mean our parents, they go out and they advocate for other people's kids to be like, oh yeah, when Megna left for college, she became so much more independent. And then mm-hmm. Rishika left for college and she became so much more independent. And I, I didn't have to fight for like that opportunity. My parents just gave it to me because yeah. Megna did it. Mm-hmm. And I think 
older siblings' timelines also dictate the younger siblings' timelines mm -hmm. because everything is only going to happen to me once it happens to me. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm not going to get married before my older sister does. I don't want to, but I'm also <laughs> not... I'm just a few years older than Yeah, you. yeah obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also, like, I'm not going to have, like, my, uh, my parents asking me, like, to settle down up until, like, when my sister does. So, like, if Megan doesn't settle down for a few more years, I'm not going to get that question until I become Megan's age. Like, yeah, when I'm, like, yeah. 27 or 28, and they're like, okay, so is there someone in your life? Like, or do we have to go find someone <laughs> yeah. for you? And I'm like, I don't have to worry about that because it's all going to happen when it happens to Megan, and yeah. then that's mm -hmm. the time when I'm going to follow, which yeah. is cool because I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, like, similar to us. Like, a lot of my timeline is influenced by your timeline as well. And since we're in, like, very similar, like, fields... Like, it's kind of getting there, so our mom is always like, so when are you doing your master's, MBA? I'm like, oh, yeah. I just want to chill, please. Yeah. No, so. and I, I think maybe that's also potentially played a part in us being the older sibling, where I feel like if I push the boundaries a little bit more, mm -hmm. it becomes easier for you. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, I went away from home. I went away. <laughs> whole country away right, yeah. to go for my undergrad and that gave you the opportunity to you know pursue a good yeah. college and you know mm -hmm. get the good internship and things like that and then the same thing like moving away from home and stuff like that like I think by me pushing the boundary or even like for example like even in the marriage thing like I'm still not married like mm -hmm. and that's it okay I'm me, happy about that it, like, it gives me more leeway it gives you more leeway yeah. which I don't know if mommy's just gonna be like hey both of you sit down here. Right now. <laughs> she keeps threatening me. Like, yeah, I know like, that's not yeah, the vibe. That's not happening with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too far. I'll be too far away for them to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you both decided to stay and watch her. Yeah. Although you'll still be at the wedding, right? At yeah, those wedding. So you don't. She's not gonna <laughs> throw a wedding over me. Be like, yeah, you sit down too. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. I, I just turned twenty. Let's yeah. not talk about that. No, but I, I think it's interesting that um for like south asian culture the more a specific timeline is being done by different individuals the mm -hmm. more people are open mm -hmm. to it yeah. yeah and so like more people keep pressing the timelines for like marriage or for you know advanced yeah, education yeah. and the more it becomes yeah. a norm for everyone yeah. else and, and there's oh sorry no, there's so a lot of like comparison to like other family members and your cousins you're like yeah. oh your cousin got married at 25 or like your cousin <laughs> went to this college what are you doing with your life i'm like okay that's yeah. good to know thank you yeah. yeah but then another cultural thing at least from like our generation compared to our parents generation mm. i think our parents got married a lot earlier than mm. we are like i mean I'm probably, like, me and Megan have lapped, like, the ages that our parents yeah. got married. And I think it's also them trying to figure out the right timelines for us because as parents, especially as South Asian parents, they have this obligation or this duty mm -hmm. to make sure that we're on track as well. And they're probably feeling pressured by other people, like, other, other people getting married and other mm -hmm. parents and our family members who are in completely different states and countries going through mm -hmm. some completely different timelines. Yeah. So they're also trying to figure out, like, what is the timeline we should be setting for our kids? Because clearly things are way, way different now. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. definitely like their ideas are also impa like impacting us because yeah. they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So they also don't really know when to bring it up yeah. as mm -hmm. well. So and sometimes it'll be brought up earlier and sometimes it'll be brought up later. Yeah, and actually I just have a question for you. like. I, because you just have more years of experience, um, how do you balance like your own personal aspirations versus these external timeline influences? Yeah, I think it's hard. It has been hard. Um, I think 
for a very long time, I thought, you know, like, I had to hit that, you know, like, mm. 28. Like, I was like, I think when I was, I think when I was 27, I was like, okay, 28, you know, mm. I will think about settling down. Right. When I turned 28, I was like, I'm not, I'm still not ready, <laughs> yeah. by the way. It's only been a year. Yeah, I'm still young. Exactly. And I think once I started going, and it was actually my MBA that really opened me up and made me realize that, you know, everyone is on, at, their, at a different place in their life. Everyone is on their different path, and you just have to go through that motion of life and figuring it out and mm-hmm. things like that. That to get to you know where you are satisfied, you know, mm-hmm. um, no two people's you know life choices are gonna look the same. Like even me and Preeti, we both ended up somehow in tech, right? Yeah. But then if you take a step back, like. For example, you got your driver's license at what, 15 and a half, 16? 17. 17. <laughs> Close. <laughs> it, all, it all blends in. Um, but I got my driver's license at 21 because of the situation. I did my high school in India. I didn't have the opportunity to drive, get my license until 18 in India. Mm. Versus here, you get your license at 15, whatever you're. Yeah. I got mine at 18, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> but like learner's permit at 15 yeah. and a half, and yeah. then you start driving and you get more comfortable. But I never, even though I got my license at 21, I still wasn't comfortable driving mm-hmm. until like 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, so if it's okay in that aspect, why isn't everything else okay? It's not mm-hmm. like I was behind in something. I'm not stupid mm-hmm. or anything like that, <laughs> right? And it's the same thing. Like, Someone can be happy in their career. They could work at the same company for 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. or they can work for there for two years, five years, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And switch mm-hmm. jobs. Same thing. Even MBA programs, right? You have people who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and, yeah. and that actually helps you realize like how valuable different perspectives are. Yeah. Right? And same thing even, um, and, and I think that's how even life is. And thankfully, because I joined you know, my company is at a young age and mm-hmm. went to school and all of that. I've met people who are in different phases of life. So people who got married in their 30s, who had kids late 30s. And mm-hmm. that's really pushed the barriers and really made me realize that, you know, I can I can take my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I've come to balancing out society's pressure. Sure, that's still my mom or, <laughs> you know, the extended family being like, what's wrong with you type of thing. But yeah. it, you know... You just have to, you know, let it listen in one year and let it out the other year. Yes. You just have mm-hmm. to go pick through it, that. Pick what applies and mm-hmm. what resonates most yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, why you're making certain decisions. You have to be very confident and secure in, like, the decisions you're making. And so mm-hmm. that helps you, like, justify it also to other people yeah. when they ask. Because you also yeah. have to feel happy with where you are. If yeah. you would never feel content with where you are in your timeline, then it doesn't matter how many pressures are placed on you, you're never going to be at a place where you're like, yeah. you know what, I'm so happy, yeah. and I'm okay with this. Because you're being rushed to milestones that you might not be ready for or want yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, are you going to be happy if you're put in a situation you're not ready for? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of that. Like, when I was 22, I just graduated college um, because of whatever family situation and stuff like that. Like, extended family was pressuring to, for me to get married mm. very quickly. Whoa. Exactly. They had found every. They had found a guy. They had done all of that, and they were like really pressuring me to go through it. Mm-hmm. And I just said, "No, I'm not ready." Mm-hmm. And looking back, the person who I was at 22 versus the person I am today, so different. Very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I had gotten married, it wouldn't have been a lasting marriage or whatever because mm-hmm. of the growth that I've had since 22. And I mm-hmm. think 
Yeah. If, fine, if you meet the love of your life at 22 or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. that's great, and you want to get married, then that's for you. It yeah. wasn't for me. Right. Yeah. And I think that's fire, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the reason people, there is a specific timeline that people follow is that some people have found success in that timeline, so people are trying to recreate that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, even if you follow someone's footsteps exactly, you're not going to get the same results. No. Yeah. Like, if I do the exact same things as you, like, I still not might not be at the same place you are right now. Like, it's such mm-hmm. an individual thing mm-hmm. that timelines are not one-size-fits-all. And it, yeah. it causes a lot of anxiety and, like, damage for you to try to follow someone else's timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so interesting that you point out that, like, timelines are not one-size-fits-all. And it's a very, like, personal choice as well, yeah. which, like you know brings up the question of like how do you define your own timeline and it's so difficult because you don't even know where to start yeah exactly and like i'm someone who plans a lot and i think it differs it differs from people who are go more go with the flow and what am i feeling in the mm-hmm. moment so i mean i want to ask are one of you like more go with the flow I definitely am. Me too. How is, how is, like, looking at timelines, like, how do you think about, like, like, not timelines, let's say, like, goals and stuff you want to accomplish by a certain Mm -hmm. age? Mm -hmm. I think that's what, I think, as I mentioned before, like, I used to be that kind of person where I used to think that, Mm -hmm. have to put pressure on myself thinking that, okay, I have to be here, like, Mm -hmm. I thought I had to get married by 28 or 30 or become a manager by 30. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> as you kind of grow and you also start exceeding those years and realizing <laughs> you're not there yet, yeah. you start thinking like, you know what? Throw it all out the window type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's where I've kind of turned more into the go with the flow type of a person mm-hmm. where I'm like, even when people ask me that question of like, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But I can tell you where I see myself in one or two years, Mm -hmm. which is I see myself working at my current company. I see myself Mm -hmm. growing in my role Mm -hmm. in this, this, this ways. I see myself hopefully, you know, maybe settling down, finding Mm -hmm. a house, you know, things like that. Like, that's what I see as, like, short-term goals and, like, things that I want to do Mm -hmm. rather than, I guess, turning it into I have to do this, if that makes sense. And I think it's also... I read a quote like a very long time like when you say something like I need to do this or I should do this mm-hmm. like if you change the questions like what if you don't do this mm-hmm. right yeah, like what's gonna happen right like is, is it gonna be end of the world like type of thing and mm-hmm. I think that's where you have to think about it it's like yeah. is it a need want like what is it right, and yeah. go based on that I think yeah. the second like kind of perspective on that is just waiting to see what is going to come into your path. I think I've never actively been worried about what's going to come next. Also, that might just be just because where I am in my life right now. But I've always had people like professors, mentors, managers telling me that whatever like is coming your way will come to you at some point. You don't have to actively be worried about it coming to you because I am still so young and I have so much more life to live that the things I'm, I want to happen will eventually happen simply because of time and age and experience and it's honestly redundant of me to be worried about it and planning for it now because obviously if it's going to be coming in five six years I shouldn't be worrying about it right now when I'm like in the middle of my college experience and I think this is a sentiment that's shared by a lot of people my age just because we know that our lives are going to turn out the way our older siblings and our parents are 
But right now, we know like that's not going to be happening anytime soon for us. So maybe it's that's probably why we're a little bit more go with the flow and casual with our planning, just because our five-year plans are exactly that. They're five-year plans. Like they're not going to be coming by anytime soon, which is why we probably have more short-term goals because. We just know that making it to next year or next month or next semester. Those are is, your control. Those are my control right now, and those are what's most important right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hate that whole interview question about where I see myself in five years, because I honestly don't know, and I don't think there's any shame in not knowing. So mm-hmm. when people ask me that, I'm just like, I don't exactly know, yeah. but I have a good idea of what I want my mindset to be and my mm-hmm. like my lifestyle to be. I want to have a good work-life balance. I want to make sure I travel and I want to make sure I have opportunities to grow. And I know that sounds vague, but that's what everyone's going to be like in five years. And there's no point in worrying or planning for it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like, I think when I was like towards the end of high school, I made like a whole Google Doc of like, oh, by this <laughs> age, I want to do this. And by this age, I want to do this. made one for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not follow it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like, just looking at those timelines now also I'm like some of these are like pretty unrealistic as well and like because like different circumstances like come into your life and so you don't know of like like you can't look five years ahead and be like yes everything will go like very smoothly and I'll be exactly where I want because life throws things at you mm-hmm. um and so like when you set those like harsh deadlines of like by age 25 I want to be yeah. here it's like setting yourself up for disappointment in a sense because you really don't know whether or not you like hit that mark yeah and so I do like like agree with like that sentiment of like you know just seeing more like short term of like what you can control and then letting life like do its thing and like um you taking on the changes because you're capable of like handling it yeah yeah i have a question can i sure okay so i think part of our timelines is us setting expectations Mm -hmm. and as people who are planners and you set these expectations and specific time goals for yourself Mm -hmm. do you think it leaves you more susceptible to feeling unaccomplished or unhappy with where you are because you set such high expectations for the kind of person or the kind of accomplishments you you wanted to have at mm-hmm. that year or at that age yeah. before you even got to that point? It definitely does. I mean, when you have it in your mind to do a certain thing by a certain time and you don't hit it, there's obviously some sort of, like, sadness yeah. for, like, oh, why was I not able to do that? Yeah. And that's a goal I set for myself, which is why I like timelines in the very loose sense because I think timelines do help you guide to be the person you want to be. And so yeah. I don't think you should tie it to... Yeah. a specific age mm-hmm. but like a specific experience you want to have because mm-hmm. it, it focuses you to make sure you're going along the life that you want mm-hmm. to go to it yeah that makes so sense. Like, but i feel like on the flip side right mm-hmm. like if i think back like four or five years back mm-hmm. right and i think about how i thought about my life versus what i want in life they're very different and i think you go through those motions yeah. right you yeah. you keep changing your perspectives as well as you grow through mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and so i feel like when you set those timelines or those expectations you're also mm-hmm. limiting yourself in a way yeah. mm-hmm. which could happen um and also i feel like like for example i'll give you an example where i felt like i was sad when i didn't reach a certain timeline right mm-hmm. like i thought so I got promoted first time around very early in my first job. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, my second one should be very quick as well. In the same amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. One and a half years. But 
due to COVID, due to circumstances, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It took me almost three, four years till I got my second one. And at that point, I had already exceeded that level. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was interesting, right? Yeah. And it's like, so then you think about it, you're like, wait, was the timeline reasonable or just, you know, all yeah, these other circumstances yeah. mm -hmm. around? So it, you really, that's, I think that was my wake up call that made me realize like, you know, don't limit yourself mm -hmm. because then what happens is that you don't see what else is there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think like if you stick to a very strict timeline, you don't allow life happen to you and life also brings really nice things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's actually this like, um, a few years ago, there was this ad that like Kaiser did like during the Super Bowl that I loved, and it was basically saying that how a bunch of famous people actually got their biggest successes way later in their life, like people yeah. getting Emmys and nominations and being great athletes even at like fifty five, or like forty five or sixty even, and you know that's kind of telling you that everything's not limited to just your 20s or just whatever timeline you have because your success and your bests are still yet to come mm -hmm. yeah so i i think we chatted about just like being more empowered in our decisions but even when you're making a decision that's not conventional how do you feel like you still feel scared but how do you like convince yourself that everything's okay i i think it is hard you know you obviously you see people who've gone ahead of you, right? You see your parents, you see, you know, family members, you see your friends, and then you think, wait, I'm, I'm not following the same path. Mm -hmm. And so it does feel a bit weird, but I feel like when you look, obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And you look back and you're like, oh yeah, I made the right decision. And, mm -hmm. you know, but I think actually having something that I've learned in my MBA is something like you have kind of like a board of directors, right? Mm -hmm. Who are your kind of your advice crew, if you think of it, right? Mm -hmm. So you, at least what has helped me is that having people from different like age groups, like I have obviously my parents' advice that I listen to. I have, you know, friends who are in their 30s, 40s, um, and then have Preeti that I sometimes <laughs> like will chat about something. And mm -hmm. that gives me a very like, perspective and you know then obviously I'm a I'm a per type of person who listens to their heart a lot mm -hmm. so I feel like you know when I feel something is right I go for it you know and I think that's really important at the end of the yeah. day like you know inside that this is what you want yeah this is what you got to do so there's yeah. no fear. There can't be any fear because you're I mean, you're still your you're still scared. Like mm -hmm. I will give you a very real example. When mm -hmm. I think last year I got the opportunity to switch jobs, mm -hmm. um, you know, I I have to evaluate the two offers, right? I have to be like, okay, if I stay in my current job, you know, I will grow. I am respected. I'm valued. Mm -hmm. But if I do this, it's something new. And, you know, after I joined, there was a lot of changes in the company, too. And, you know, there was almost a recession and all of that, right? Like, it's scary, right? But that also builds you your character and your who you are as well, your re resilience as well. So now I'm like, I'm glad that I made that switch because it, learned, it taught me a lot of new things as well. And I met new people. And, um, you know, I have... A different perspective than I would have had I still stayed at where I was. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where you know you, the fear will always be there. But mm -hmm. I think that kind of tells you that you did it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so you basically heard from all of us on like how we're dealing with timelines and how we're trying to follow what we feel is right and what we want to do. So now that you're just starting your 20s, like what do you think you're going to take with you? I think one thing I realized from this conversation is my 20s are going to be very, very long and I don't have to be so worried about the immediate next step. But most importantly, I think I just have to understand that comparing myself to people, my peers, my friends who are in different career paths and who have different timelines is never going to make me more happy with where I am. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a few years, I'm going to be in your shoes and your shoes. And I think I don't want to look back and regret the decisions I made and be really excited about what's going to be coming next. And I think you guys all, I mean, despite the fact you're all really nervous and you all feel like there's pressures <laughs> on you and there's people demanding things of you, you're all really happy and you are taking it one step at a time at the end of the day. And I hope I'm able to do that as well. Because right now I feel like I'm just doing leaps and jumps. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to slow down and make sure I still enjoy life with every single step as I am right now. Yeah. Growth is slow. You don't see it until you've passed it and you look back and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Or, hey, it actually worked out. Yeah. So that's always something to keep in mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Awesome. I think that's a great, like, point for us to <laughs> <laughs> conclude the episode. Uh, we touched on a lot of different topics of, like, um, what timeline pressures each of us are facing, the influences that we all have, how comparing... Uh, ourselves to others looks like and um yeah thank you both for joining us yeah, for this episode uh, we loved having you yay <laughs> thanks for having us yes, of this was fun yeah it was very nice having a four conversation because i feel like we don't meet a lot of other sisters like us yeah <laughs> so this is nice yeah. sister conversation yeah here we go yeah. um but yeah thank you for listening to our podcast all the way till the end we have a lot more fun episodes coming for you with a lot more special guests. And if you like what you're hearing, you like what you're seeing, follow us on Instagram at LokiLostPod. And make sure you follow us on whatever platform you're listening to. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.